0: This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Future Talk podcast. Future Talk, Future Talk with Amial Sale and Hany Balkas on Pulse 95.
1: Welcome back to Future Talk right here on Pulse 95. It is a beautiful Sunday, sunny day Right here in Sharjah. And we have a lot to talk about on Future Talk as you are the tech show. And uh, the vibes today, Omnia, are amazing. I can tell you that for sure. It is a little bit hot. And, a
0: little uh, bit? A little my... bit is an understatement, to be honest. Yeah,
1: it's a little bit hot, I mean. <laughs> but we're going to be talking about how Twitter says it will add an edit button When everyone wears a mask, that is big coming from Twitter. And Twitter lately has been doing the best to battle COVID-19 and kind of uh, make everyone aware of the precautions against COVID-19.
0: Yes, indeed. And when we're looking at Twitter, the the movement is definitely coming out of the fact that many people in the U.S., Are actually against wearing masks They they think
1: it's a political debate
0: Yeah, and it's definitely interesting to see a social media and a tech giant Trying their best to help encourage everyone to go ahead and wear their masks They're definitely putting a lot of incentives on it But coming up on Future Talk, we're also going to be telling you all about iPhone's new plans Because Mm -hmm. Apple is definitely trying to create a digital passport through our iPhones Is that going to work or will will it be a little bit controversial? We're going to be telling you all about that in just a few moments
1: Now, iPhone moving to kind of be able to use your passport, just like we have Apple Pay, is a big thing because how much information can one company obtain from every single person? They have our fingerprints, they have our facial IDs, they have our credit card information, and now, soon enough, they might have your passport and driver's license. Now, how tough is Apple security is? We don't know Mm -hmm. yet, but... To speak about security, Omnia, (laughs) who do we have coming on the show today?
0: Coming on the show today will be Mahir Yamut, who is the senior security researcher at Kaspersky. And he's going to be telling us all about... Is it good or is it bad for us to use our social media secure or social media accounts to log in to all of our favorite online shops? Mm-hmm. A lot of us tend to do that out of ease.
1: Just sign in with Google, sign in with Apple, sign exactly. in with Facebook. Exactly.
0: And is that safe? And how reliable are those automated algorithms? Can we depend on them or not? Because they actually released a study that showed... Almost half of the people actually trust social media accounts quite blindly. But mm-hmm. are we smart to do that? All those details are going to be coming up in just a few moments.
1: Yeah, so stay tuned right here only on Pulse 95.
0: Pulse 95.
1: Daily digital news. Bits and bytes connect our world. Pulse. Bits and bytes do connect our world. And how, of, how do we connect mm-hmm. to one another? Online, we use social media platforms like Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And now we're going to be talking about how Twitter says it will add an edit button when everyone wears a mask. Now, for the longest time, Omnia, a mm-hmm. lot of people in the Twitter world, in the who tweet a lot, that we call tweeps, mm-hmm. have been always been saying and have always been requesting from Twitter. An edit button. So Twitter comes back and fires back. It never addressed uh, the the situation or or the, the request.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, to, to for users asking to have an edit button. But yesterday it said, okay, we'll give you an edit button. But that's when everyone wears a mask. Now in the United States, unfortunately, wearing a mask has become. A political statement it's been a political debate whether or not you should wear a mask but the fact of the matter is it's not a political statement it's, it's a fact you have to wear a mask
0: it's out of honestly it's a health precaution there's no politics in this a mask is necessary for you to protect yourself and protect those who are around you but it's definitely interesting to see twitter kind of play parent-child with all of its users because it's placing incentives for all of us to go ahead and wear our masks For it to consider what our wants are. So the social networking site Twitter is definitely uh, allowing all of its users to get a chance to rethink their decisions. If they are willing to wear their masks, then Twitter will be willing to go ahead and consider having an edit button on all of its users' tweet. Now, the online platform definitely did say in a separate tweet, everyone means everyone. So no one is excluded out of this uh, rule or Exc- uh, mm. disclaimer that they're giving out. So the Twitter co-founder Jack Dorsey did say earlier this year that the company would probably never introduce the feature and that's only because uh, they're worried that it's going to cause users of to course. go ahead and spread misinformation yeah. which is definitely uh, mm. something that Twitter and a lot of the other social media platforms has been trying to do especially ever since coronavirus has become a part of our lives. But users of Twitter now have reacted mostly with amusement at the tease. Um, A lot of people called it uh, very questionable of Twitter to go ahead and do such a move, especially when they've decided not to go ahead and introduce this feature.
1: Mm. Now, uh, the tweet that Twitter did tweet out got a whopping 2.9 million retweets, which is at the top (laughs) or one of the top most retweeted tweets. Now, Jack Dorsey, I can tell you, Omnia, is the man of the year because he's been combating a lot of controversy things and his platform in general has been combating everything important that's happening in america whether it's coming from covid19 misinformation or even unfortunately u.s president donald trump tweeting some uh, I mean, flimsy, controversial. Th- flimsy, and controversial things. Yeah, and and Jack Dorsey and Twitter in general, as a company, has combated everything perfectly. Yeah, and and I personally support Twitter. I support Jack Dorsey from the Black Lives Matter movement all the way to COVID-19 uh, precautionary and and preventive measures and how they've been informing the public. And kind of stirring away from misinformation and tackling anyone, even political figures, yeah. who tweet something that could be misinformation and even going out and tweeting a, a, a UK politician mm-hmm. banning. They banned a UK a, a UK politician who was racist uh, from her years on mm-hmm. Twitter. And they banned her. I don't want to even say her name. I don't want to give her that recognition. <laughs> and they banned her. And thankfully, Jack Dorsey and Twitter in general have been doing everything that they can do in their power to make the internet and Twitter a safe place for all ages, for all races and for all religions.
0: Absolutely. But the question is, are users believing Jack Dorsey and Twitter in their... Of course not. Yeah, in their disclaimer of going ahead and allowing Mm. an edit button when everyone, meaning everyone, goes ahead and wear their masks. A lot of people have been definitely making jokes over Twitter that it's practically impossible to make everyone Mm. wear a mask, which probably means we're never ever getting an edit button
1: i i believe omnia even if everyone in the whole world wore a mask we would never get an edit button because <laughs> omnia i could say the sky is blue yeah. and get fourteen thousand retweets and then two <laughs> days later on change it put the sky it. is black true so that could be a way of misinformation
0: but the question is if we're not getting an edit button are we getting a digital passport within our iphone recently we discovered that the iphone may soon become our new car key But now, Apple is making big, big announcements that it will soon also replace our passports and maybe our driver's license. Now, this is definitely great news for all those people who tend to be forgetful, who all those... People who head to airports only to find out that they forgot some of the most important documents that will allow them to get on the plane. But after letting us open our cars with digital keys, Apple is definitely planning to upgrade iPhones with technology that would replace physical documents like driver's license, passports even library cards and other documents that are typically used for verification
1: yes Sonia, now it's no it's it's no surprise that a lot of companies and even government entities are switching to that digital and online transaction mm-hmm. and that online encounter because obviously it's quicker faster and in a way it is safer more secure more secure and safer so my question is How much information can one company obtain Mm. that could be safe? Now, if I, Hani, put all my information onto Apple's iCloud or security Mm. system, whatever it is, and they have my name, my address, my passport, my credit card, my car key, uh, my driver's license, my ID, that's mostly everything that connects a person to the world. Basically. So, so, So the question is... And they have my finger. They have. They still have my fingerprints. And
0: your face ID. And my
1: facial <laughs> ID. So just it, it, it comes to question: How powerful can Apple be? Because they will, you, you, yeah. you 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 wouldn't give this information to even your lo- to anyone. You exactly. Would, I, I, like you wouldn't give me your information. No, on the,
0: I wouldn't give you my debit card you, details exactly. like or passport. And the question is, you know, apart from giving Apple so much control, what happens if you lose your iPhone? Exactly. Like, can you imagine the amount of loss a person will go through if they happen to lose their phone? Not. Not only are they losing their form of communication but they're losing mm. all of their important documents within it and this is exactly why Apple is actually launching uh, patents to go ahead and also improve privacy when it comes to allowing us to go ahead and have our passports become a part of our phones
1: yeah and now and now Apple to, to be fair is yeah. quite secure when it comes to their devices mm-hmm. and, and 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 their and, and their way or their work ethic but in there general, there
0: has been breaches in the, the, the past. There has been you can't there ha-
1: there hasn't been any security breaches. It, it would be Come on. It would be, it would be it would be the user's fault. Because they would they would get social engineered into get, giving their iCloud password mm. and the hint. Because Omnia, I mean, we all know if, if you sign up for an account for anything, True. they'll have your recovery questions. What was your mom's first maiden name? <laughs> right? And as True. and, your and favorite, mo- pets, fa- your- favorite pet. So people would get social engineered. It was never from that. But just saying as as going back to your point yeah. about what if someone steals my iPhone? Now it's very hard to break into an iPhone because uh, Apple doesn't give out their source code they don't they don't mm. give out anything even the FBI and CIA have requested Apple to open their own devices they say listen this man is this this and that please unlock the device or give us the, the code or do something for us to access this person's iPhone Apple said nope we have user-customer user, uh, user customer, uh, policy agreement. We don't open any iPhones under any circumstances. Absolutely. Because the second they open an iPhone for the FBI or CIA or whatever entity. They lost entity, their trust. Not only the they users. lost their trust, but now that code or that programming is now in the hands of someone, a person, just like you and I. Mm. And that could be leaked. Sure. And then everyone, every any hacker, now knows the process about getting to an iPhone. And now, Omnia... If someone obtains your iPhone, they could just go on the dark web True. and say, listen, I'm going to send you this iPhone, give it back to you unlocked. But what happens with stolen iPhones on me in general? Uh, the Mm. iPhones are never accessed into they're just wiped Mm. it becomes a clean new phone and
0: that's the thing that's what we've seen in a lot of circumstances when phones have been lost but for those of you who are wondering how would we be able to use our iPhone as a passport uh, Apple did mention that the user will basically be able to use his or her iPhone to transmit an ID and if the user is verified let's say by the Apple Watch biometrics or even by the Face ID that is unlocking your phone then your ID would basically be confirmed so the applications that they're currently working on are mainly for passport however Apple did mention that they could be used for other identification cards like driver's license or even library cards let us know are you excited for Apple allowing its iPhones to become our new digital passports we want to hear from you send in your thoughts at pulse 95 radio on Instagram or text in at 4215 do or it is we just want to remind you that we are also live on YouTube so you can basically see what goes on behind the scenes in our pulse Studio if you look up Pulse95 Radio on YouTube. But coming up, we have lots and lots in store for you right here on Future Talk. We're going to be speaking to Senior Security Researcher at Kaspersky, Meher Yamut, who will basically carry on the conversation of privacy and how we can maintain our privacy. Keep it locked right here on Pulse95.
1: You're listening to Pulse95.
0: Future Talk talk with Omri Al Saleh and Hani Balkas on Pulse95. Whenever we're shopping online, we all crave that personalized online shopping experience. And whenever we're looking for a website and whenever we want to check out, it's a lot easier for us to use our social media accounts. Because using a social login means that we have a higher chance of getting all those bonuses from personalization. Whether it was getting those extra discounts, getting those special rates, and it allows us to have a much more targeted uh, experience. But while Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and other social media platforms can definitely make our login experience a lot easier, they can also be data thieves. And uh, telling us all about it today is uh, the head of security research at Kaspersky, maher yamut who's going to be telling us all about a new study that has been recently shared from kaspersky about how our online data has become the new currency in which we trade
1: yes and uh, we'd like to welcome you to the show maher hello Yes, it's good afternoon. Pl- good. afternoon. It's a pleasure having you on the show. Now, uh, we we often omnia we sign up to, for example, on any website, whatever it is, using Facebook or Google because it's it's quicker instead of signing up, putting your name because Facebook or Google already has your mm-hmm. information and email attached to it already. But how safe is it putting it on other websites? We're going to talk with Mahariamut to talk all about this and get into it.
0: Absolutely. Now, trading our personal information online has definitely become the new norm. So, Mahed, we want to ask you, how can we make sure that whenever we're getting those great discounts, those great deals, when it's not coming at a cost, we're not trading our information in return?
2: So, um, unfortunately, it cannot happen like without sharing the information in the first place. So, mm-hmm. what I mean by that is... If you use that feature of convenience, it's on the privacy and sometimes security accounts. So because as you just mentioned, like the data is there in the social media and it's easier to for you to log in mm-hmm. using your social media mm-hmm. account, uh, you are indirectly sharing or exchanging that information with the, the third party website.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, what kind of information are we talking about because a lot of people tend oh. to be worried about uh, is it personal information like our photos let's say on our facebook posts or uh, our phone numbers if that's also linked to our facebook account so what type of information are we talking about when it comes to sharing
2: right so so in the general sense what you share is usually your um, whatever profile you have on social media. Mm-hmm. For example, if you have your first name, last name, uh, date of birth, uh, your gender, uh, from which country are you uh, uh, currently in, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. those kind of details. Mm-hmm. So uh, these are quite important sometimes to attach to other type of data so you, so they can build a profile on, on the person mm-hmm. uh, at a later stage and use that information at some point uh, let's say for statistics, for mm-hmm. analytics, uh, uh, even for uh, social status uh, as we'll talk in a bit.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I believe it could also become a risk of data because not all websites are as secure as other websites. So for example, let's say we go to hany.com, for example, wow. right? <laughs> and, and you have to sign up using either Google or Facebook, yeah. but HANI.com has a data breach and whoever breached that data now has whoever omni amnio who signed up has now the facebook account details about omnia has used this facebook account to log in and sign up so how 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 bad is this if, if that could happen
2: yes this has happened actually honey, a yeah. couple of times even um throughout the years uh several times even mm-hmm. uh, throughout the years and it happened like um, uh as you just mentioned the, the oh. data is there mm-hmm. to to a third-party website, uh, handy.com, and then uh, if it got breached, it will be breached at some point, or sometimes even not breached directly, but that website will host, or will attach uh, uh, to a third-party database that contains those uh, uh, information. Mm -hmm. And uh, that database, as per the the trends uh, that we have seen, is usually unprotected, so accessible to anyone without even adequate security measures. Um, So even if it's not breached in the uh, technical term, but uh, eventually it will be accessed at some point and it will contain the data that uh, uh, the third party collected through the connection with Facebook and and other Mm -hmm. social media accounts.
1: Now, now, should we we specify, so let's say, for example, Amazon.com, is that safe to log in with Google or Facebook? Or in general, we shouldn't log in with Google or Facebook?
2: So what I use usually is I create a dedicated account for that specific website. Mm. I don't connect social media accounts, even though I don't have many. But (laughs) in the general sense, I don't connect or prefer to connect social media accounts with third-party websites. Mm. Again, it's it's a balance between each person. Do they want privacy versus convenience and those kind of things.
0: Absolutely. Now, one question that comes to mind is, as you mentioned, you know, logging in with our social media accounts allows all those websites to take certain details about us. But at the same time, it does get a lot of people certain discounts and certain rates, which can be very attractive and luring for all those users. So how much trust is too much trust? And how, how can we maneuver around it so we can get the best of both worlds? The privacy from one end, and at the same time, uh, maintaining uh, those discounts and getting those rates.
2: Right. So uh, there's nothing too good to be true, mm. as they say. Right?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So um, if it asks too much details, if it asks you to, uh, or at least give you too much um in the general sense like if you connect using your social media account you will get uh, i don't know 90 percent discount that's something weird yeah uh, so obviously it's an untrusted website because they are the objective here is to take the account um but if we say let's say that you're going uh for shopping and you found out like uh yeah like us on facebook or connect us with uh, our application connect with our application i will give you discounts log in with the social media account and here uh, Obviously they are giving, the intention is giving um, discounts, but at the same time they want um, to analyze who's coming to, uh, who's interested Mm -hmm. in their products, Mm -hmm. uh, what type of people, when are they interested and those kind of things. Obviously it's because of statistics uh, purposes, but also when, So these data are collected and Mm -hmm. and, uh, shared with third parties. They are being analyzed for many reasons.
0: Absolutely. Everything comes at a cost. And in this situation, the cost is our data. But we're going to be taking a short break. And once we come back, we're going to be tackling all all the topic of uh, automated algorithms Mm -hmm. dealing with our information. A lot of people tend to think that we're giving our information to humans. Little do we know there are machines behind all of those websites. And
1: like you said, if it's too good to be true, it isn't true.
0: Absolutely. So keep Pulse95 locked. If you have any questions, make sure you text in at 4215, do or it a lot, or slide into our DMs at Pulse95Radio. Pulse95. Future, Future Talk with Anya Al Saleh and Hany Balkis on Pulse95.
1: Welcome back to Future Talk, right here on Pulse ninety five. We're having a very heated and important <laughs> infor- uh, conversation, conversation about information and about privacy and how we can protect our privacy. And who other than to bring the people or the person who is most experienced in these type of things? We are. We're talking to a security researcher at Kaspersky, Mariamut, and uh, to continue to continue the conversation, Mariamut, I want to ask you. Or kind of clarify that, for example, if I connect my Google account to Amazon, Mm -hmm. Amazon Amazon.com, and I search on Google, Mm -hmm. for example, uh, a book, the Mm -hmm. name of a book, and I go to Amazon.com and I find that book recommended for me, is it because Google and Amazon, they trade data with one another?
2: Absolutely, it can be. I mean, everyone nowadays trade data for different purposes, uh, Mm -hmm. In your case, for example, Google and Amazon, uh, but obviously because of certain security settings on your account, they are able to exchange those kind of, of details. Mm-hmm. So if you, if you, for example, on Amazon, um, uh, go and uh, uh, put your your um, uh, the, wish list. Uh, yeah. Example, mm-hmm. The wish list is is public, and you can put it in private mode. But obviously, if it's public and uh, the security settings are public. You can, uh, or everyone can, exchange database on uh, free available um, uh, sources. Yeah. So. It's really. It depends on the case. It depends on on the usage and the settings.
0: Mm-hmm. And uh, speaking of settings, uh, whenever we're signing up to social media platforms, whether it was Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, there are so many nowadays. There are definitely terms and conditions that many of us easily skip over. They're and sized, and many people are just eager to start posting. They so they don't really take the time to revise those terms and conditions. Um, and right. then we go ahead and connect all these accounts to other online shopping websites. So we don't really know the cost that we are paying. And these systems that use our data are based on automated machine learning algorithms. Unlike what many people might think, there aren't always humans on the other side of the screen. So in your opinion, do these algorithms maintain our privacy and are they as transparent uh, to the point that we can rely on them or not?
2: So interesting question, uh, really, uh, I mean, obviously humans have little to engage with these kind of data set, obviously, because it's a huge and big data and um, the algorithms in this case are based on rules, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, they will collect all these kinds of, of, of data and they will start analyzing and acting upon it uh, based on the rules. Now the rules doesn't have context. Again, mm-hmm. it's not human, right? So they don't have context. They just um, create additional um, data, like they exploit that data and generate additional details based on that. So, for example, I collect uh, uh, all kinds of profiles or all, all kinds of uh, social media accounts connected to that profile. And then I, I analyze that type of data. What did they publish sometimes? Sometimes uh, from where did they publish it and so on? who's connected, how many is connected, then I generate something from that information. Mm. Like, is this user um, interesting for, uh, I don't know, a loan? Mm. Can can I sell him something? Um, It depends, again, on the the, uh, company who's Mm. using or who's exploiting the data. Mm. uh and their objective from it mm-hmm.
0: mm. and whenever we're speaking about people in general what are the statistics how many people tend to trust blindly versus those who are actually um cautious enough or at least aware of the risk that they're taking
2: not too many to be honest mm-hmm. i mean the, the uh, probably half of so what what do we uh, Sorry, at Kaspersky we have assessed about 10,000 uh, people in a survey uh, worldwide and uh, what, what we have discovered is about half of uh, that population uh, mm. from the survey, we have discovered uh, that they uh, actually don't care or don't trust, uh, 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 actually don't believe it, it causes a risk to mm. them to, to their lives. However, mm. based on the statistics, same statistics, about 32 percent of of the surveyed uh, individuals have um, uh, discussed in the survey that they had issues uh, of getting um, financial services like loans and mortgages uh, based on social their social media activity. Mm. So it's interesting. So it's interesting that someone is taking that information and analyzing it for a purpose.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, and and I have another another question, Mahar. Now can this affect you when when you're buying for example an apartment or a house or even when you're job hunting uh can this data reach the person or the company or organization or whatever it is yeah. the employer uh can it reach the data and can it be harmful to you
2: absolutely i mean uh, mm-hmm. there have been like uh, recent even cases where uh some individuals were fired because of what they published on social media whatever they published mm-hmm. uh, But also, uh, it depends again on the employer, do they follow their individuals, do they follow their employees, Uh, do they subscribe to a certain service. I mean, maybe they they do have such service to uh, monitor for something else and they discovered such situations uh, by, by chance. Yeah. Again, it depends, it all depends.
1: Uh, on, on the uh, objective. And so, the so mm-hmm. you would recommend our viewers and listening, whether <laughs> not they're listening, to have
0: social media, account.
1: not not it's not to have a social media <laughs> account, but a dedicated email account to uh, Amazon or whatever website you you order things from or buy from or yeah. connect to. So, you would recommend that someone has this dedicated uh, email just for that thing.
2: So, um, obviously, it's a. Uh dream come true if you have one yeah. single account for each uh, social media uh, account uh as much as you can yes uh mm-hmm. it can at least segregate uh, at least put put your data in silos and uh probably limit the exchange of that kind of mm-hmm. but obviously if if you know how to use this so for example as we mentioned like a few minutes ago uh, you can just keep logging in using your social media account yeah. and mm-hmm. just dedicated account to that website Mm. another another question mahar now
1: since we're using a dedicated email for let's say amazon when we're online shopping right and to pay we're going to pay using a credit card
0: yeah like apple pay or something
1: like apple pay or whatever or just a physical take out your debit card credit card and punch in the numbers now is it going to affect your privacy as well since you're going to put your name and you're going to put uh, your credit card information on that website?
2: Right. So uh, in many cases, uh, you can uh, either save your credit card for future use or you just use it as Once. a single time.
0: Yeah.
2: One. Um, so obviously, if you use it as a single time, uh, it won't be saved and, uh archived in a certain way but obviously it will be connected that you use that credit card yeah for for this account but uh, in this case it's it will only be leveraged in my assessment for uh, uh, for fraud assessments or analysis or forensic audits and so on uh, otherwise, because it's not safe in the system, but mm. in theory, it shouldn't. It shouldn't be uh, leveraged in this mm. case.
0: And that's what we've been seeing with a lot of uh, certain banks. So some of them actually don't allow you to check out from certain websites if they request to save your credit card details mm. or if they don't provide you with the one-time password a uh, very interesting conversation with senior security researcher at Kaspersky Mahir Yamut. it will be we will be carrying out this conversation right after the short break and we're going to be talking all about a new concept called a social scoring system it's actually not as new as many people tend to think but uh, it's, it's definitely like a credit like, card score yeah it's definitely been widely uh, be, it's been. People are actually starting to know more and more about it nowadays. So if you have any questions, make sure you send them at 4215 door or sign into RDMs at Pulse95Radio. Keep Pulse95 locked. We'll be right back. You're, You're listening, listening to Pulse95. 95. Pulse95. Future Talk. Future Talk with Omri Al Saleh and Hany Balkas on Pulse95. Future talk. If I could give a title to this episode, it would definitely be the, ti- the episode where social media accounts had a lot more control than we thought they did. Could... A single post on Facebook decide whether or not you get your house, you get the insurance you want. Uh, Could your Facebook wall or Instagram feed take control over your future? This is definitely what we're discussing today with the senior security researcher at Kaspersky, Maher Yamut, who's joining us today to tell us about the recent study launched by Kaspersky that has revealed how our online data has become the new currency in which we trade. Thank you so much, Maher, for joining us once again. Yeah. Sure. Uh, Maher, a new concept has been increasingly uh, circulating around people's conversations called a social secure, a social scoring system or a social credit system, as many people would like to call it. It's being rapidly deployed in many governments and in many businesses all around the world. And I want to hear from you uh, about how it's impacting people's uh, life circumstances or how it's impacting people's purchases when it comes to either getting a home getting a mortgage or even getting a deal or a rate online?
2: Right. So uh, a very good question. So uh, again, on this research, based on this research or the survey that we have uh, uh, assessed 10,000 people globally, Mm -hmm. uh, we were surprised like um, obviously everyone is using social media for different Mm. purposes. But we were surprised like there's uh, at least 32 percent of of the respondents uh, have said uh, they had issues in getting financial services, as I mentioned, and based on their social media activity, uh, which was very interesting, because it seems like someone is, is using um, the social media a data set mm-hmm. and exploited for uh, for loans or for assessing profiles, mm-hmm. uh, even mm-hmm. insurers uh, insurance companies in New York specifically. Um, they are even uh, collecting or using or exploiting that social media data uh, data set uh, to to uh, profile a certain user and uh, assess how much premium they have to uh, uh, Propose for for uh, interested persons and in, in, uh, insurance policies. Mm-hmm. So again, it depends on the case um, the data is there. It's just how you exploit it um, for your benefit
0: mm-hmm. Absolutely.
2: Yeah. Now, another question about uh,
1: we've we, we've seen people actually lose their jobs. And some people actually, uh, when, when, when someone uh, rec- uh, applies for a job mm. and the employer puts this person's name into Google and they'll see the post that person makes. And even if a person has a different political view than someone else, that could jeopardize the person getting that job. So, so we shouldn't overshare too much on social media. We shouldn't post too many pictures or keep our accounts public, for that matter. And, and I, I believe we should keep our accounts private and keep close friends and family who we trust into that circle.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean... Uh, obviously it depends on the person. Some people want to be like open with everyone. They want to connect with everyone and so on. But we have seen like uh, in, in different cases where uh, even um, uh, some threat actors connect with uh, with random people to just build relationships mm-hmm. and then use them for um, sending like malware and viruses. Yeah. yeah. Um, so again, social media is a huge thing. Um, either you exploit connections mm-hmm either you exploit the data collected by those social media Uh,
0: absolutely Uh, and nowadays privacy has definitely become Mm -hmm. a very prized possession that many people are only starting to realize its impact. Now that we've given all of our listeners the dangers of social media, how uh, social media can definitely be a double-edged sword, let's talk a little bit about how can we protect ourselves whenever we're online shopping or whenever we're linking our accounts if someone still wants to go through that route and link their accounts uh, whenever they're checking out online. Because as you mentioned in the study that you, uh, or that Kaspersky released, half of the people are happy to log into online accounts via their social media profile without really acknowledging that risk that comes with it. Can you tell us a little bit of a few tips and tricks that people can follow to guard themselves online?
2: Absolutely, absolutely. So um, again, if, if you want to use social media accounts, at least create a dedicated social media account um, for shopping, for um, uh, logging in into services and so on. Mm-hmm least you have that separate account for uh, that purpose. Uh, And now, my advice, obviously it's, it's again, a balance for each person. Uh, Do you want to exchange your private information, your profile information in exchange for a discount? It's really up to you. Uh, It's a balance between convenience and privacy. Mm -hmm. But uh, my advice is to either connect or create a dedicated username and password for that website. uh, Mm -hmm. And then um, use, uh, for example, password managers. You can create uh, 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 many accounts in your password managers and they will save them as profiles. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's for that. And uh, obviously, don't over-exchange information openly to the internet uh, on social media counts because uh, you have to to stay to make sure it it stays tight and uh, you know at least who who you're friending with Mm -hmm. because a lot of people or a lot of uh, a
1: a lot of strangers will social engineer you out of your recovery questions
0: Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) absolutely yeah you'll have a recovery question like what is your first pet's name and you'll you'll send and that person will send a picture of your of their cat. And this is my cat when he was like three years old. His name was um Boo-boo. My cat
2: named such and such. Yeah.
1: And then what was your cat's name? Oh, my cat's name when I was still was Hanny. Ends oh.
0: up being a conversation all about pets at yeah. that point. Yeah. And then
1: at that point, he social. This person has social engineered you out of your recovery questions. And a study shows that most celebrities who had their accounts compromised mm-hmm. was because someone social engineered them out of their recovery questions.
0: Uh, we yep. we have definitely been a lot more enlightened about the world of social media and the risks that come with it. Thank you so much, uh, secu- Senior Security Researcher at Casper Schema, Yamoud for joining us today.
2: Happy to support to so all you. of
0: our listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you were able to get a little bit of a glimpse into what you can do to help protect yourself whenever you're using your social media accounts to check out on any of your favorite online stores. Future Talk is coming to an end, but we will be returning same time, same place tomorrow from 2 to 3 p.m. Until then, we're going to be opening the airwaves for the Dream Team. Only the Dream is present today. Mikhail you will be giving you the latest news on what is happening in the entertainment industry. I hope you have a fantastic afternoon. Afternoon, keep pulse ninety five locked because our shows will keep you entertained throughout the day. This is Post ninety five. Tune in live every weekday from two p.m.